Thank you for joining us tonight. A uh, quick little content advisory, although we shouldn't be getting into anything particularly uh, iffy tonight. We're going to be talking about Georgian election law, which may touch on some topics of uh, racism lightly, but I don't think we're going to get too deeply into that. Uh, just wanted you to be aware before we get into it. Hey, Will. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Good. Welcome to the Will and Dave Show. I'm back. And I'm in Scotland. <laughs> if I could speak with a Scottish accent, but I can't because I can't do accents. If you could, you would. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> but your mother was on live all week in the office here in the studio, and she was doing everything on a green screen, and I got lazy this mm. afternoon didn't want to take it down, so I figured I would shoot from scotland so here i am there are worse things in life there are worse things in life i only wish i really was in <laughs> scotland that would that would make life a lot funner is funner a word i could, I could go uh no if your mom's listening it's actually one we correct. we used yeah we used to get in like i remember that word specifically all of us smith kids all used to get in trouble for using funner when we were young funner i think i think i was the worst offender we used funner a lot and mom would constantly correct us so it's branded into my brain now at this point. Rightfully so, probably. Oh, yes. Yeah. So speaking of your mother. Yes. Hi, I'm Susan. I think that in all the world, there's nothing quite like the coziness of a handmade quilt. So I'm on a mission to spread that love as far and wide as I can. If you're a quilt maker, I offer long arm quilting services and I accept work from anywhere in North America. If you already know how to make quilts and you want to learn how to machine quilt them yourself, I have a number of classes and lots and lots of tutorials available that can help you with that. And if you don't want to do any of those processes, you just want to go straight to having the quilt with no delay, I do have a number of fully completed quilts available for sale as well. So details on all of those things can be found on my website, www.stitchedbysusan.com. Well, I've got to get back to quilting, so I'm going to let you get back to the Will and Dave show. Enjoy. And oh, here so we nice. are. Isn't she good? She's great. What a, what a, what a, what a great ad spot. <laughs> so today we're going to talk, we're going to touch on Tucker Carlson, I think, but it's in tandem to talking about these changes to voter registration and voting rules and laws in Georgia, specifically down in the States, because there have been some pretty drastic changes to, to the laws around voting down there. So I'm sure that Tucker has had some opinions. And to be honest, I didn't even look them up because I didn't care. I, I haven't either. We decided on this topic very last minute. Yes. Um, partially because I think it is, I think this is a really good example of uh, a very polarizing topic. The, the topic's been spun a lot by various news sources. I mean, you look at how they, all the, uh, uh, what's we're looking for? All the cancel culture that's being kind of Im- imposed on this. Not imposed, that sounds like it's forced, but a lot of places have been canceling any affiliation with Georgia or Georgian government. Uh, people are boycotting filming in Georgia, I believe. Wasn't there some basketball event that happens in Georgia that got canceled? Something like that. A whole a whole bunch of stuff is getting shot down because of these changes to Georgian voter law. There's tons of lawsuits being levied at the government by various uh, uh, civil rights groups. I couldn't tell you which ones exactly, but it's it's becoming quite a big deal. And on one hand, you have Republicans saying that these are laws in place to protect the integrity of the vote, whereas on the other hand, you have people on the left saying that, no, this is blatant uh, voter suppression. 
I only started reading into it recently because I was kind of trying to wait for it to settle down a little bit before I went digging for my information. But it's been spun so hard in either direction. It's it's really polarizing. And so being a last minute topic is kind of serendipitous. I'm back. You're back. We'll Did see you catch my big words? No, I was I was underneath the desk. We're going to cables. Well, sucks to be you. <laughs> What's the big word? Serendipitous. Serendipitous. Oh, yeah, I heard that one. Yeah, Serendipitous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got that word. Fits right in. <laughs> so let's cover the Tucker thing first. Let's wrap that up and put it to bed. And then we'll move ahead right. to the other. Because I think that there is some... Uh, there's not a whole lot that we left untouched. I, I, I think that it can no. be... I think it can rest... I think everybody can rest assured that you don't like them. I don't like them for completely different reasons, and you. But don't he's like, a byproduct of a of a of a political unease or unrest. Yeah. Or his popularity is a, is a, is a byproduct of the political unrest that's happening right now. Well, I think he knows who his audience is, and he he's really oh, yeah. good at speaking to it. So if we so like it or not, professional, he is an entertainer, and he's really good mm-hmm. at what he does. Yeah. I don't think he's a reporter. Although he does. No, no. He reports on things, but not from the standpoint that he researches them. It's an opinion piece. And so. Yeah. He's a personality. He's a, he's a talking head. And you don't like him for what he says. I don't like him for how he says it. I don't like him for how he says it either. I, I don't like him because he's either. I think, I think either he's, terribly unhealthy for political discourse actively or he's just a grifter but either way i think that he's i think he has a net negative impact on healthy political discussion hmm. that, that's how i view it that's my that's my kind of final verdict on it yeah we i like to villainize him because he's an easy target and he's very punchable but so on your punchability scale of one to ten he is a Ooh, he's, I'd say he's right up around. If he's not talking, he's an eight. Uh, If he's talking, he's a nine. (laughs) I give the exact same score to Ben Shapiro. Is there anybody who's a 10? Yeah. And if you say me, you're in trouble. No. Ben Shapiro is another eight, eight, nine if he's talking. Because when Ben Shapiro talks, he makes me want to punch him more. Uh, but the 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 top tier punchability, especially within like right wing media personalities, is definitely Crowder. I, I really want to just just See, just wallop the smugness right off his face. Funny. Okay. Okay. I'm not even going to get to Crowder because I don't <laughs> like Crowder. But again, for different reasons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Shapiro. Not. So I like the majority of what Shapiro says, but his voice absolutely grates on my nerves. And yes. I can't listen to yeah. him for more than probably 15 minutes. And I want to punch so him. sounds so condescending at all times. I don't even he mind that. Like it's just, it's the tone of his voice, his, mm-hmm. the kind of voice he has that I just, it makes me go all squirrely. Yeah. But without even getting into politics. Yeah. He's just, he's high on the punchability yeah. scale. So at the end of the last week we had together... Yep. We briefly <clears throat> went into handing the money from the rich and giving it to the poor and becoming 
modern day Robin Hoods? Not quite, but well, that was where we were going. Was this whole thing of how much is too much, and should those who make you yeah. know the billions and billions should they get be taxed more? Required you know, to give more to government. Right, and I think like, we ended on the fact that I was I was trying to hone in less on they need to be taxed more and more that they need to actually pay the taxes that we're asking of them rather than have loopholes that they can scoot through. So the loopholes need closing. So they actually end up paying the taxes. So as an entrepreneur, so Mm -hmm. so I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory. I was sitting at a friend's house last week and he had a buddy over and the buddy was saying, yeah, he he said, he said, I want to pay a hundred thousand dollars in taxes. And I looked at him, I said, why? And he said, well, because if I pay 100000 in taxes, that means I'm going to make 400000 for me. And I looked at him and I said, you realize that the whole goal of a business is to make you money and to eliminate your tax bill. Is you lower the tax as much as you can because as a business, you don't want to pay any more taxes. You want to pay it out in wages or you want to buy things or you want to expand your business. Mm-hmm. the whole role of a business is not to pay tax. It's, it's the role of the individual to pay taxes. And, yes. and he said, well, well, and I said, if you, if you're going to begin the business and say, I want to pay X number of dollars in tax, uncle Sam's going to love you. I, cause no business ever opens up and says, if I make a hundred grand, I'm going to pay 30 of it in tax. That's a good thing. That means I made a hundred grand. They don't. Is they make a hundred grand, they say, okay, now how can I eliminate as much as I can from my tax bill out of that hundred thousand dollars? Right. I I would. I get where you're going. I want to go back to the the early like the starting statement you made where you said that the the purpose of a business is to avoid paying or is to make money and avoid paying taxes. I think. I want to, I want to like hyper fix it on that for a second in the sense that. I don't think the purpose is to avoid paying taxes. I think that the trade-off for not paying taxes is business growth. Because if you're growing your business, you're hiring more people, you're making more product, you're selling more product. So you're that's that's a boon for the economy. So either you're helping the economy or you're helping with more tax dollars. So either way, it should be a win for the economy in general, um, regardless of which way you do it. Whether you're sitting on your haunches with how much you're making and you're just paying the tax dollar. Or if you're growing the business, you're not paying the taxes, but you're expanding your business, which is putting more money into the economy. So I would be interested in knowing, and by the way, I don't know what you're bumping, except every once in a while your That's, phone sort yeah, of jiggles. I'm, I'm bumping my desk. Okay. Everything's very precariously perched right now. Okay. Very professional set here. There you go. <laughs> so every once in a while, I, I rub my head at the thought that up until probably five years ago, maybe eight years ago, Amazon was not making a dime. It didn't make money. It was mm-hmm. losing money through R&D, through everything that it was doing. Mm-hmm. It was losing money. And of, of course, it didn't pay any tax. No. Everybody looks at that and says, well, well, of course not. It, it wasn't making any money. It was pumping absurd amounts of money into the whatever economy it happened to be building on. Like whatever. Well, into R&D and into the AWS and all this kind well, of stuff. I just mean like every... Every area that gets a, a an Amazon plant or an Amazon office, right. the tax breaks that they get, because everyone wants one. Like yes. a, a, any city would want an Amazon plant because that means thousands of jobs. And so they'll cut Amazon free from any and all. They, they get huge tax credits yes, for they doing do. that. But the reason so while they that were they expanding, get those, I assume that helped. 
the reason they get those is because <clears throat> it brings indirect money in. Yeah. So no city anywhere, and the exception for this is sports. And again, we're going to get into that in a future episode with Steve and Tim because I believe that that there is an argument to be said for let's not give your sports teams these huge tax breaks as I don't think mm. that there is a direct um, correlation there. But While I, we're at it, we should talk about paying college athletes. Uh, we could get into that one. I might even agree with you on that one. I think so too. But the one thing with business, and this is why you see these huge tax breaks for Amazon and for Boeing and these outfits who move from California to Texas, mm-hmm. is because they hire so many people and there is so mm-hmm. much revenue from yeah. the, what's the word I want? The extra revenue. Mm-hmm. Through sales and through taxes and through home sales and all the other things that happen if Amazon moves into town. It just, mm-hmm. like, everything increases. And what we say, though, is we look at Amazon and say, ooh, now you're you're making a mint. Hanty up, give us more money. And it, it, you can't See, have don't... it both ways or they're just going to lose money all the time. They're going to make sure they lose See. money. I don't think it's necessarily a matter of having the corporations pay the tax as much as the individuals pay the tax. Like whatever wage Jeff Bezos is getting, I don't for a second believe that he's actually paying, uh, like fully paying his taxes on whatever wage he's giving himself via Amazon. Like if, if he say he gives himself so. 500, I not for a second. I think you might be surprised. I would be surprised. But I, I hope is, I'm surprised. I hope I'm wrong. He probably does not have a huge income. No, his, yeah, his technical income is probably very little. Right, his Definitely income is all tied up. His his net worth, you know, he's worth in the billions, is because of what he owns, which is Amazon. Yes. So yes, he's a he's almost a trillionaire, maybe, but he's not it's a not, trillionaire in assets. Yeah, but it's not cash, and so we say, except oh, yeah. he, he's worth all this money. He should give it to the government. Well, no. It's, Have you ever heard of the story of the goose and the golden egg? I mean, I've heard of it. I can't recall it, to tell you the truth. Okay, there's a goose. He lays a golden egg every day, and the farmer says, mm-hmm. ooh, if I kill the goose, I can get all the eggs out of its gut. Oh, I don't want to kill the goose. So you kill the goose, and now there's no more eggs. So this is what's happening in California. Damn it. <laughs> this is what's it's happening right now in Seattle. Is they want to tax... The yin yang out of these companies, the company's saying, now nah, we'll just move. Yeah. It's going to go somewhere else. And that's going to happen on a national level if you say, as the American government, you say, or the Canadian government, now nah, we're just going and got to tax you to death. They're going to say, okay, we can okay, open an office move. in Jamaica. Yeah. It's having ginormous tax hikes on corporations like that. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's a death sentence because they're just going to move offshore. They'd rather pay the tariffs than the taxes to, to ship stuff back to the States. But you see, but, they don't pay the tariffs. You and I pay the tariffs. Well, yeah, we pay it. Yeah, I, I Which mean, it's... It's just adding to the problem. Yes. It's... Here's the thing with taxation. It, and this is the thing that... So as a business guy, I sort of get... And I'm not wealthy. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not I'm not Mr. Moneybags. But I understand... 
understand the system is that if my business is over taxed, either I'm going to close the business and I'm going to go work for somebody because it's easier, or I'm going to move somewhere where the system's easier on my business. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And on the other side I, of all of this, I want to ask you the question, you who acknowledges that the majority of governments are the least efficient machines on the planet, why do we want to give them more money? I don't want to give them to say I want to give them more money is to insinuate that I want to give the government money. I don't necessarily want to give the government money, but I do want to adjust where the government gets its money from. And I want to see the government held accountable for how they utilize that money in a more efficient manner. So like, let's say just throwing a random number, let's say the government gets a hundred billion dollars in tax money in X amount of time. I would rather see a larger portion of that come from the portion of the population that can more readily afford taxes or slightly higher taxes rather than the lowest of the low income. Like the, the, the gap in income, like personal income is not even remotely close to the gap in taxation. Does that make sense? Like the, the wealthiest are paying they should be paying appropriate amounts in taxes, but many of them can't avoid them, whether it's through running money through their business, through any other, any number of loopholes. So I'm just going to look up here as you talk, because I'm going to look up who pays the most tax dollars. I mean, per person, it will be the rich people. But I think that relative to their income, it doesn't add up. Now, what is the taxation rate? Probably the, the 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 wealthiest will have the highest rate, but I don't for a minute believe that they're actually ending up paying that because of loopholes, which I don't even I don't even comprehend the loopholes. So let's go back to Brad, who loves you, and let's mm-hmm. let's address his comment that <laughs> that jobs are good and people with jobs buy houses, pay rent, buy cars, and that is good. Except can't buy cars right now because there's there's hardly any cars to be had because cars are in a shortage right now. Explain that one. But anyways, that's another topic. Um, and this okay, is so another, this Brad is has another comment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to address the first one first. Uh, the buying houses, paying rent, buying cars and all that. That's it's good if our wages were increasing with inflation, which they're not. So if people are buying less houses and buying less cars, regardless of the taxation rate, just because we're making less money than we're spending and that gap is growing, which is not necessarily related to taxation. That's just kind of life in general right now and then the economy as it is. And as for paycheck being property of the government, uh, I don't want the government to take more of my necessarily, but they have to take some of it because... Well, my paycheck is my property. Yes, the roads are the government's property. Roads, infrastructure, Medicare, etc., that are paid for by the government largely, has to come from somewhere. So, so this is this is the question that I usually ask at this point in this conversation, either with you or with somebody else. The government makes so much money; it wastes so much, and everybody acknowledges that. It, <clears throat> Very wasteful. Yeah, there's hardly anybody on the planet who looks at the government and says there's an exercise in efficiency. 
It just yeah, I would agree it doesn't that. happen. And so, and so we say we need more money for roads and we use roads and the schools and we do this, we do the other thing. And the government has to pay for that. And those of us who are a little bit more conservative, we say we give them enough money to do all that and they waste it. So now you just want more okay, money. Okay. So, so how do you respond to that simple side of it? Uh, there's kind of two parts to that. The first part being that taxation or, or effective taxation is only part of like only part of the solution as far as I see it. And I think as far as people who are in the same camp as me see it, the other portion of it is making sure that that taxed income or, or taxed money is uh, utilized more appropriately. We have to hold the government accountable for that. And how do we do that? I don't know exactly. Like I'm, I'm not. That's, that's something we have nobody has figured out yet is how to hold a government accountable and make them be smarter with their money. Um, oh, I have a great plan for you. What's that? Stop electing people who like to spend too much money. Um, yes, sort of. Stop electing <laughs> a Trudeau. I don't like Trudeau. So Stop I, electing a Joe Biden. Stop electing a see, Donald Trump. I, Stop electing the people okay, who yeah. we know are going to spend money. Now, now I would argue that that every politician either side of the aisle is not going to get this ironed out, as all of them yeah. are so are so attached well, to the public teat that they cannot get off of it. Yeah, like, I mean, I was watching uh, uh, some videos earlier this week talking about specifically about the the American. Uh, national debt and I didn't know this but apparently during the George Bush senior and Clinton presidencies those are the last two presidencies since like 1970 or 80 something that actually shrunk the national deficit yes those are the only two George W. Bush Jr. tanked it yes Obama inherited a recession and then Trump also kind of tanked it (laughs) despite tax breaks he does, well, he gave tax breaks to some people, but at the same time, spending was massive for things like his wall and COVID. He, like, I think he also look in, at, inherited a bad shake. You look at anybody who came into COVID and they're going to tank the economy. Oh, yeah. So I don't think you can give him. Obama. Obama came into the, 20, the 2008 recession. There's, there's no way around him and, and trying to finish paying for a war in Afghanistan that he had you know, yeah. no part in starting. I'm not saying that to blame them. I'm just saying that. So I will agree with Brad, as I am a fan of Thomas Sowell. He I don't is, know who it is. I have to look it up. You won't like him, but Google him anyways. He is a I'll look him up. extremely smart man. Okay. And his views on this is going to piss you right off. Probably. Oh, by the way, would you like to hear the good news? Sure. Apparently, you can use soft swear words now, and Google does not derank you because they're realizing it's hey. part of society. <laughs> and they freaking heck, that's awesome! About a month ago, they reduced, they sort of softened the the algorithms <laughs> to nice. allow I, I for swear words. So that's that's, that's apparently the cool. f word is even allowed. Although I'd rather you didn't, but. Well, I wonder if it. I wonder if it functions off kind of like the the PG thirteen rating for movies, I where you can only have one per. One per film or one per hour or whatever the requirement is. <laughs> I don't is. know. But you really should go watch a couple of little videos of Thomas. So I will. He'll piss you off. I, 
I think this is a great subject for us to revisit in another episode yes. now that we've kind of laid a bedrock. Yeah. And so it's also it's me trying to gently pogo stick back towards elections in Georgia. Right. Because that's that where we decided we were going to go tonight. Yeah. As sort of a partial rant, because I got mm-hmm. to reading about the elections in Georgia. The election right. ID laws is what this is about. It, it, Part of it, yeah. So it is not really about the elections, although it came about through what happened with the elections in Georgia. But it really yes. is about the election law, which was just enacted in Georgia. and Which is, there's a lot of facets to it that I didn't realize until reading up on it today, yes. literally. Here's so the, what's, your, what's your take on it? Well, I want to go at it from two angles. Okay. The election law in Georgia, which which is being either widely widely exalted on the Republican side and slammed on the leftist side in equal parts from both sides, has very little to do with the election. Again, it's sort of like like the stimulus in the U.S. It was. It was hailed as a stimulus bill, but it had like very little to do with the stimulus. And it was all the extra things on it, Mm -hmm. which made it either good or bad. It had nothing to do with the stimulus. It was such a fraction Mm -hmm. of the spending in the stimulus bill. And everybody. So the voter ID laws in Georgia are the same way. They have the voter ID law, which is what it's called, because that they know will get (laughs) it's going to get the public all riled up. But. Mm -hmm. I would challenge you or anybody else to give me a really good reason why you do not want to have ID you get to vote. The having ID to vote is actually one of the one of the the least aggravating parts of the whole bill. But why is it so divisive? It. So from my understanding, mm-hmm. the large consideration or the, the major consideration is that to register to vote, you have to present the ID. I don't vote in the States. So I'm thinking it's all like from yes. what I've read yes. is that to become registered to vote, you have to present ID. Yes. And so why would you need to present ID again if you have your voter registration card that you had to show ID to get in the first place? But personally, this is just me. Yes. I think that requiring to have your ID on you is a very basic freaking requirement. To just bring your ID with you when you go to vote, like put it in your wallet and go vote. I don't see why that's such a difficult concept. So here's the argument. And this is I watch this from a number of of pundits. Mm-hmm. If you require ID to vote or to register to vote, either or. Mm-hmm. It's more for register for the registration, but it is there. Yeah. You are you are laying a burden on the poor on the what's the word I want on the disenfranchised more than you are on those who have ID as the poor and the people of color and the people of minorities often do not have ID so therefore you are eliminating them from voting. And that is a basic right. And they say you can't do that as you are hindering 
th those fine folks from voting, which is their right to do. And those of us on the other side of this argument look at that and say, wait a minute. I need ID to go on an airplane. Mm -hmm. I need ID to get a haircutting license. I need mm -hmm. ID to be an Uber driver. Mm -hmm. I need ID to go on a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. Are we going to remove all ID requirements from everybody simply because there is a gap between you and me who have ID and the many minorities and the poor who don't have ID, even when the government will give you an ID for free and they say, oh, but they have to get there. Well, okay. how easy do we have to make this before? Okay, this is I, a good segue. I see bubbling there. Yeah, this is, this is a great segue. So I can make the first half of this, like the, your first statement there, right up until the getting to to vote, really easy and that I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, ID is free. If you don't have ID, I don't think it really is a major, apart from people who don't have somewhere to mail their ID, outside of that that portion of people, there's really no reason that you can't have your ID. If you can, if you can, if you care enough to vote, you should be able to care enough to get your ID to vote. Like that's, you, you it's impossible to track people who are voting if you don't have a way of identifying yourself to, to vote. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Getting ID to vote should be, a, yeah, it's your right to vote, but it's also your right to get the ID for free. Should so it be required? Do the extra step. To have ID? No, I think to have ID to vote. To vote or to register to vote? Either or. It's one but and the same. If You need to have ID to be able to vote. Whether that's to register or when you show up at the polls, I think one or the other should be required. I don't necessarily think you need both, but I don't think it's a major problem to have both. So let me ask you something, Will. Yeah. You are registered to vote. Yeah. You walk up, you have your piece of paper that says, here I am, I'm registered to vote. I want to vote mm -hmm. for Jim Bob. Yeah. And they look at you and say, great, we'll take your vote for Jim Bob. Mm -hmm. An hour later, there's a guy who comes in, has a piece of paper, looks just like yours, says, hey, hey, I'm Will Smith. Here's my piece of paper. I registered to vote and I want to vote for Harriet Smith. I mean, if they manage to, per if they manage to forge my registration papers, then yeah, I mean, they're going, to forge, they're going to forge it regardless. Wouldn't ID have fixed that? I mean, if they can forge my registered voting papers, they can probably forge my ID too. Uh, this is what I'm saying. You need ID to either register or show up at the polls. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily needed to have both, but I also don't feel like it's a problem to have both. I'm kind of moot. Yeah. I do think that ID should be required to vote in, in, in any capacity. But, but. Now I'm going to steal the spotlight for a second. My problems with the with the vo the Georgia voting law changes have nothing to do with the ID portion of it. So I'm just going to rattle off a couple of numbers here that I, I googled quickly before our episode. So my, my problems with the the changes to Georgia voting is not in the ID; it's in the access to voting. So where let me find this here. All right, so. Absentee ballots, ballots used to be you were able to send them out 49 days before an election. Yes. That got cut down to 29. Yes. You're, a cloud require, you're allowed to request an absentee ballot 
used to be 180 days before the election. Now it's only 78 days. Yes. And the applications have to be received no later than 11 days before the election instead of four days before the election. So just those numbers right there, they've cut the amount of time people have for absentee ballots to actually cast their vote in half. They've cut more than half the time you have to request it and almost in half the time that you have to get it sent in. So they are just actively making it more difficult for absentee voters to vote. That's just like, and they've given no clear reason except for avoiding voter fraud, which didn't happen. So that's a BS reason to do that. So I won't argue that a whole lot. I think that... This is an election in the U.S. which it, it effectively it elects the most, I'm going to say this wrong. Powerful person on the planet? Yeah, but I'm going to say it elects the powerful position on the planet. Yeah. As I don't yeah. think that the man actually does a whole lot, except I know we, I know we differ on that a little bit. But mm-hmm. shouldn't we have every safeguard in in place that we can. We already do. Like <laughs> voter fraud is really limited in it. Like really, I'm not really saying minimal. that it's not limited, except if we can make it even more limited, why but would doing we? this won't doing this isn't going to change that. None of these things are going to help. All they're doing is shortening the window in which you can vote. It does nothing to reduce fraud. It just means that people who are going to fraud the system have a little bit less time to do it. in. Okay. That is, that is, but it doesn't matter if you're going to defraud the system having 80 days or 40 days doesn't really make or break your frauding the system really. And it doing, making, putting all that burden on the 99.999% of legitimate voters. They're the ones who now have that bigger crunch to get their votes in. It's really not making any tangible difference in terms of safeguarding the vote. It's that is the most, redonkulous guys for changing those laws. I mean, I'm sure they could come up with another reason. I wish they had come up with a better reason because that reason is crap. (laughs) If they had a better reason for it, they should have said it because hitching their horse to the voter fraud train, which has been like that train was derailed so long ago and so spectacularly derailed that that was a terrible life choice. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. I just had in, I just had a visitor in my studio. Mm-hmm. Brad Hedstrom just brought mm-hmm. you some pink salmon. <laughs> he wanted to join the coffee club, but he refused to go and put his credit card in. So <laughs> just got you a $5 can of salmon. I hope it's good salmon. I don't like salmon. <laughs> no, I do. It's for me, he, not you. He came to my house and he, I can't get this to you. <laughs> I'm going to feed it you to just, my cat. Who I don't even Just like. Just it for 14 days and mail it over. Oh my God, Brad. <laughs> okay, but there's something else I want to touch on, though, with, okay, with the changes to voter. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. So on top of the uh, the voter the voter the absentee voter restriction, there were two other restrictions that very much uh, struck me as one struck me as odd, and one struck me as downright bordering on cruel. Uh, the cruel one is. It is now illegal for anyone to give, offer, or sell food or drink to people in line at the ballots yes. in Georgia. Yes. Which 
<laughs> why? Why would they do that except to make it harder to vote, to make so, it more miserable to show up to vote? So I was reading about that yesterday, day before, and there is an interview with I would Dan, I can't think of his last name on the Rogan show. I'll post it in the show notes. Okay. The reason for that law, again, it's because we're a we're a society which which is so litigious that if you fart in public, you're liable to get sued. So it's it's based on that. And the f- fact of the matter is, you can't you aren't able to get to give anything. to people in line, food or gifts or water or, or anything. And the reason they did that is because it eliminates the appearance of favoritism. So nobody can give anything to anybody, including water, food, et cetera, et cetera. And they had to do that because it leveled the playing field or somebody would come along and said, are you Republican and give you a glass of water? That's a better excuse. I still call BS. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 closer to a, good, a valid reason. I don't think it is, but it's closer. But here's the other one, and this is the one that catches me as just downright strange. Okay. And and I'm like eyebrow raising. I look up more information on yeah. this. Well, this is my tinfoil my tinfoil hat eyebrow raising one. Is that so? The way where is it? Oh, and the other one I forgot to mention with absentee ballots is drop boxes. Drop boxes got slashed brutally. Okay, and I can uh, answer that one. Some counties went from as high as 38 drop boxes down to as low as eight drop boxes with limited hours and accessibility. Yes. Why? They are there longer. Uh, so, so, and I just heard this the other day. They are there longer and it is hey, a. Hey, dad. Yes. They're there longer, but people have less time to vote with them. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long the boxes are, if the limits for how long they can, you know, if specifically with absentee ballots for how, for when they can uh, drop them off, got cut down. Yes. So no. what, what good does it do having the boxes there longer? And when the boxes are only available during business hours, like what, what's the point of having a drop box if it's only available during business hours? Isn't the purpose of a drop box for people who can't make it during business hours? Unless there are very, where is it? Uh... If the governor declares an emergency, the boxes can be located outdoors and after hours, but only during emergencies. And the governor has to declare that emergency. The people who are running the drop box in each county can't do it. It has to be a governor decision. So that, that's one. But the big one is in changes to state power over the voting process. So yeah. currently, the Secretary of State, or in 2020, the Secretary of State, headed the elections board. Yeah, Yeah, Secretary of State is the chair of state election boards, right? It's been changed so that there is a, where is it? There's a five-member board. If they decide that the county elections officials have been doing their job poorly, the board can suspend those officials and replace them with one person. So so a five-member board that is picked by the state legislature, which is Republican, if that board of five people decide that the county election officials have been doing their job poorly, they can remove them all from the task and replace them with a singular person who will make all the decisions in that 
that groups stead. So that that temporary superintendent will have all the powers that all the previous officials had, but on one person. And the state picked the state legislature picked people can just do that. As far as I know, there's no extra rules. They just have to decide it. There are other things that they can do. They can, where is it? They can sideline elections in up to four counties at a time. That majority board that is picked by the state legislature would have to decide that the officials demonstrated nonfeasance, malfeasance, or gross negligence in at least two elections over a two-year period. This part is kind of okay because it would have to. they would have to show that at least two elections over at least a two-year period have been faulty for some reason or other. Assuming they actually have to present evidence for why they're faulty, I don't really see a major concern with that. But just the fact that the state legislature chosen people can decide to just boot an entire group off of elections officiating and replace them with a single person picked by that same group, screams of, like, that's, that's red flags everywhere, all over. That screams of they're pissed with Raffensperger and just don't want that to happen again. So they are upset with Raffensperger and I, I and I he did get his job. The, um, sure. Cause he did his with, job. No, mainly because they stood up to Trump and that pisses people off because they're counting on Trump to help him get reelected in their, <laughs> in the next, next election in two years. And so they're counting on Trump. So that's a part of their piss at Ratzenberger. I think more, I think when we look to loosen election laws or to leave election laws the same and say they don't need to be stricter, they don't need to be more onerous. I, I go back really to your first statement that says, if you want to vote, you're going to vote and make it happen. It isn't easy to become a hairdresser. And we want to make our voting so easy that you can do it in your underwear, your PJs, any day you want for any number of days. And it shouldn't we, be like that. No. See, it should I, take I, an I effort just, on your part. No, I don't agree with that. I, the, I the effort should be just getting your ID. Outside of that, I don't think there should necessarily be any effort involved. Why should it be harder this, to become a hairdresser? Because a hairdresser is a profession. Voting is a right. <laughs> that that's that's an apples to oranges comparison but there's an easy solution i think this What's is just me the there's a really easy solution national holiday give them a stat holiday one day where they don't have to go to work people don't have to be anywhere their job as a citizen is to vote their their right and their privilege is to go out and vote so is it a paid Make holiday sure I would think it would be a paid holiday. That way people who can't afford to miss a day at work can go out and vote. Because that's that's one of the biggest problems with people who are low income is they, like with drop boxes that are only available during business hours, if they can't afford to leave work because they're supporting a family or families so you on a shoestring budget. You want Mr. Bezos to pay his umpteen 100,000 employees for one day yeah. to go vote. Yeah. Or even you could even shrink it. You could you could limit it to hours if you had a, if you had voting infrastructure that allowed that number of people to vote. So like we found out this year that voting infrastructure is not built for the whole country to actually come out and vote. It's built for forty percent of the country to come out and vote. But it's not. It's not. But, but it is. It's not. 
then why do you ex- how do you explain the lineups like we had? Because we had they record don't. voter turnout. Because they all wait to the last minute. It's because most people can't afford to go earlier. It's because they wait to the last minute. What do you? It's because they wait to the last minute to vote. What? Yes. Are you the majority of about? people wait till the last minute to vote? The ones who show up in person, maybe. Yeah. Well, those are the ones that get in lineups. Are the ones who show up in person and they wait to the last day or the last minute to vote. They're the lineups not were early. not a last day. The lineups were there for weeks. As almost as long as polls were open, there were extreme lineups throughout the states, specifically in certain areas, but throughout the states there were extreme lineups almost the entirety of the voting window. Yes, Brad, you missed this because you hauled your fanny over here and gave me a can of tuna, (laughs) which I'm going to have to feed to my cat because I don't like tuna. In that regard, I love you. I agree with Brad. If you're not a U.S. citizen, if you can't provide ID, you 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 shouldn't be voting in an American election. So is but it a right to vote? I for an American citizen who has yeah. access to ID, absolutely, it's a right to vote. Okay. I think it, I think that if we want the democratic process to work, it needs to be equally easy for everyone to get out and vote. You have to have equal opportunity for people to get out there and vote. Getting the ID is up to the person. See, I think they it have is. to have equal opportunity. See, I think it is. What, I don't think anybody who wants to vote, who really wants to vote, I don't think that there is an impediment. There is, Dad. No, don't don't go saying that. I don't think there is. There are people who There's work a sacrifice. jobs. There's a sacrifice. Sacrifice between feeding your kids or casting your vote. People are going to pick feeding their kids. Give them a day where they can go do it without having to worry about their family's health and safety because of it. Now, I don't know this, but I'm going to go out on a limb, Will. I don't think... That you can get fired for going and voting. Yes, you can. I don't think <laughs> you so. won't get fired for voting. You'll get fired for missing work. I don't know. I, I'm going to look that if, up. If, if, I'm going to come to I'm the next show this. prepared for this because I don't think Do you it. can in the because U.S. I know you can't, Dad. The, there is nobody who's going to give you your pink slip and it's because you went to vote. They're going to give you the pink slip because you didn't show up to work. Even if you told your boss, hey, boss, I'm not going to be in on Tuesday because I'm going to vote. Boss, all he has to say is no. I don't give you the time off. And then if you don't show that day, he can fire your ass. That's assuming that people are even going through the documentation process of firing people on a regular basis because, I mean. (laughs) Oh, do you want to get on Dave Ramsey? (sighs) So every state allows for voting rights, either for paid or unpaid time. I know. I know. Oh, okay. So they do allow for it. So, But they don't. (laughs) <laughs> there, people are more afraid of losing their jobs than they are of not voting. And there's got to be a reason for that. Like, I'm, I'm going to assume that the people who are not voting, like. <laughs> okay, so we're going to come yes, back I know to that the when we can go says, and educate ourselves. This was meant to be a filler topic, and this is going to yeah. get us going. Because but I just want to say, though, that the, just because the rule is written that you can't be fired for it does not mean people are not getting fired for it on a regular basis. Well, in Canada, discrimination laws are in effect that you can't fire somebody based on their sex or gender identity. It happens all the time. I have seen it happen more than once in workplaces. They find another excuse. It's not They're not getting fired because of their gender or sexuality. They're getting fired because, insert random reason here, but we all know why. And I'm just saying that 
people, especially in super duper low incomes, where you, you can't tell me that Amazon, if they have multiple employees showing up, not showing up because they're going to vote, aren't just going to fire them and replace them because they will. They'll just fire them and replace them. They're expendable. Just make it a national holiday. Give everyone clear and easy access to voting. I wouldn't mind as much, except you want them to be paid for that holiday. And that I have a problem with because it's just another tax. You know what? I would, I would even relent on the paying as long as we had any way of enforcing them not getting, you know, not losing their jobs or risking financial, like extra financial hardship for it. So on that topic, this is sort of, a, this is a sideline, but Dave Ramsey's being sued in federal court. Have I told you the story yet? No. Okay. So Chris Hogan is one of his personal, or was one I've of his personalities. Mm-hmm. Amazing person. Um, Have we met him? No, I met him, but you didn't. Okay, that's but why I know the name then. He he had an affair with a co-worker, Dave Ramsey. He was married, had an affair, etc. His wife left him and divorced him. Well, included in the hiring um, rules at Ramsey Solutions is a morality clause that says... If you engage in extramarital sex or you have a baby out of wedlock, you'll get fired. It's in the hiring packet. It just is what you sign when you get hired there. It's part of their agreement. And Tennessee is a hire and fire at will state. So mm-hmm. if you work there, it was understood. So <laughs> Ramsey apparently knew that Chris Hogan had a dalliance on the side from his marriage mm-hmm. as his wife left Hogan in a year ago, a year and a half ago. And Hogan just got fired about a month ago. So one of the, of the other employees from a year or two ago, now I'm, I'm sort of, I'm generalizing. Yeah, time- you can Google this. I'm generalizing. this. Yeah, yeah sued in federal court and said this law or this rule at Ramsey's solutions is not legal. And what makes it more illegal is who it applied to. It's not being equally applied to. Yeah. Right. And so it was applied to all these other people. They caught their out. And with Hogan, we're going to leave him on for a year and a half as he was writing books and he was on a podcast, he was Mm -hmm. on a TV show and he's a moneymaker. So we're going to Hold him around and they're going to work with, you know, healing the marriage and doing all this stuff. And the the ex-wife was having none of it and said, yeah, no. And she came out and (laughs) and said some pretty nasty things about Ramsey Solutions. (laughs) And it's one of the things, and and I emailed one of the people I know who used to work there. And I said, it happens to everybody. When you go from your kitchen, from a card table in your kitchen dining room, which is what Dave Ramsey always says, and now he's mm-hmm. at like 1,100 employees, you're going to go through some growing pains and you're going to have hiccups along the way and your leadership is going to be tested. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering in this instance, if this is not a case where there was a fault line in the leadership and this exposed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I just wonder. I want to go on record as saying that I believe that Dave Ramsey anyone who signs that employee contract is, uh, is abiding. It should be abiding by it. I think that's a BS thing to put an employee contract. Why? Why? 
because they're employees, their work or their personal life, as long as it's not directly affecting their work, shouldn't have any play on whether or not they have work. Now, like I said, they signed that contract. I'm assuming that they read it. So that's on them. Oh, I think less of Dave Ramsey putting it in that contract. It's printed on, I think, every every contract he has. It's one of the things with Ramsey. Again, I like Dave Ramsey. I met the guy. Mm -hmm. He's a good guy. And but every one of us has these these uh these moment in life where you have a choice mm-hmm. how are you going to respond and i think maybe he might w- wish he had revisited this with chris hogan a year ago or a year and a half or yes. two years ago or whenever he learned about it because apparently he mm-hmm. did know because they were encouraging hogan to go for counseling and you know, fix well, the marriage I mean, and, someone is in like as far up in the business as hogan is yeah he had so, to know it's interesting reading because of lawyers are involved now, and so it is. It is interesting reading, but yeah. Anyways, well, I think we need we need to come back to the voter ID laws because I think this is a larger topic, and it sort of it hooks into into some of our other ones earlier in the year with mm-hmm. with uh, the election nonsense that we all live through, the globe lived yeah. through. The globe had to live through that. I feel sorry for them. So they unfortunately, I will not be in Scotland. Next <laughs> show, I'll be back. You'll be in office. your studio or in a castle. No, I'll be in my studio. I'll have gotcha. the green screen down. So I may or may for not the, be in a castle. It kind of depends on how my studio is looking next week. For those of you who care, this is where I am really. <laughs> <laughs> which actually that leads me into I'm, I'm going to say this on the pod like on the podcast and if anyone hears it and has any input on it please do while we're looking at things to do for our patreon that we keep saying we're going to set up and haven't gotten around to when we're looking at doing extra things on patreon one of the things that i've been pondering yes. is doing like the green screen game from whose line is it anyway but live on camera the green screen game you remember the green screen game on whose line or someone to had to talk about memory. a subject or like they had to talk about something like a, like a Colin Mockery had to talk about like he had to give oh, like a was, news broadcast right. while he doesn't know what's on the green screen behind him. Right. Yes. yes and everyone yes. else is messing with him, but yes. he doesn't know. Yes. And I think that would be hilarious to do as a, <laughs> as a Patreon extra is talk about some serious news subject and just have you throwing up stuff on the green screen. <laughs> Uh, that's oh the joys so of technology yeah put that on air and if anyone hears this and, and thinks it's yes. a great idea or a bad idea let us know yes so here's the thing for, for those fine folks of you who are supporting us on buy me a coffee and apparently buy me a pink salmon pink freaking salmon where's the camera <laughs> yeah yeah we got it kirkland, kirkland uh, yeah, yeah. he even went to costco for that one at least he could have almost get me a hot dog <laughs> gosh Oh, Costco dogs. Mm. We are looking to expand our reach. Mm -hmm. So if you have any brainwaves, we would love to get this out to more folks, how Will and I, how we don't agree. But at the end of the show, we still kind of like each other. We want to share that ability to disagree (laughs) and still like each other. And we're not sure on the hows yet. So if any of you have... Yeah, we're exploring ways on our back end for how to expand our reach, whether that be sharing it in the right circles or bringing in guests or going out and guesting other people's podcasts to try and expand our reach. But it also relies a lot on grassroots. 
So if you have ideas, let us know. Give us feedback. And also, if you like a show, if you like an episode, please share it. Like it. Comment on it. Our new number one fan, Brad, here, because number one fan Tim isn't here. He's doing great work with our algorithm just by commenting on it. That helps us immensely with just our visibility on, on websites. But until we get big enough, that visibility only matters so much. So if you can share it on Facebook, on Twitter, on any platform, even just tell your friends about it, that helps us immensely, immensely as we try to grow this. The Will and Dave show. Yeah, the Will and Dave show. It's, it's really share easy. It. Yeah. It's easy to find. And, it's easy to share. Yeah. And as it's on the screen right now, uh, if you want to support us directly, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Will and Dave show. And you can show your support there by just a one-time donation equivalent to buying us a cup of coffee. Which I get to drink because I'm not sending any money to Will up in, <laughs> up in Canada. Because I just if I send him five salmon. bucks. Yeah, I'm going to send you salmon. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> Will, it's been a week, my friend. It's been a week. Thankfully, it's over. So are you so here fresh. next week or the week after next year on the road? Uh, let me check your calendar quickly. Next week, I will be here. And okay. the week after, I will be here. Okay. It's, it's the week of the... Where am I? It's the week of the 15th that I will, I might be able to call into the podcast. We'll see. I'll be on the road as I'm moving from Ontario back to British Columbia. So. So here's I, what I'd like to ask all of you who watch the show. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Will and Dave show. And up in the upper right, there's a button for give us a topic. Mm, yes. Would you share what you want us to talk about? Because we would like to hear from you. Or maybe it's a show in our history that you want us to revisit. So like Ann Dickout and yeah, mental health. If you had a guest that you loved and you want us yeah. to bring back, let us know and we can yes. try and do that. So just head to www. George, www. Bush, <laughs> www. <laughs> dot the will and dave show dot com and we will <laughs> go we nuclear. will take all your requests to heart <laughs> and brad if I'm you send us a video request sent. we might even share it with the, with the audience that's right all three of them or two yeah, of them all three today. of them yes <laughs> will do you have any words of wisdom for our fine feathered friends I do. this week i missed not saying it last week stay safe and don't die